proudest day, and the proudest time, and the, the seat of a relic here. Because that day, and that hour, and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets, and, and, and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. That's all we said. I can still pick to that run. That was just the best, best run ever. Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 27. Connor, we're here to talk rally once again. We are indeed, Kevin, and, uh, and another busy week, another busy show. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, oh, before we start, can you please like, share, rate, subscribe, all those things make a huge difference. And if you want to contact us, drop us a wee message on social media, like, just insert Crunching Gears, you'll find us, or email uh, crunchinggears at yahoo.com. Before we do any, go any further, Connor, we've been overwhelmed by the response to the Vincent Bonner conversation, haven't we? It's been, it's been mind-blowing, it really has. Um, just want to thank everybody out there. Um, we've heard from the guy that came over and flew over in the plane to fix uh, Vincent's car in nineteen seventy five. There was a, a lady left a lovely comment on her YouTube channel that her husband flew the plane. <laughs> uh, there was somebody else then messaged them to say that they were in Donegal in eighty three, and Vincent won the rally and the the way that brought back all those memories. And just people, just generally, some lovely messages, and it's really appreciated. And we passed all that on to John and Vincent as well too. So thank you very much for all your kind wishes and kind words, Conrad. It has been mind blowing. It has. It's been it's been incredible. Uh, you know, like for us, it was a fantastic night. It was a chance for us to speak with our hero and hear the stories from from Vincent and his friends, and family and. To be able to share that, you know, to capture it and to share it and for everybody else to get a flavor of it. And and the comments have just been incredible. Uh, you know, not only has it given us a bit of joy, but it seems to have spread a bit of joy, you know, amongst rally fans. Our heroes are important to us and it's lovely to, to hear those stories from them. For sure, for sure. Uh, back to last weekend then. Uh, Lake Land stage is on just up outside in a skill and they're a phenomenal rally. You know, I catch up with Patrick O'Brien and Ryan Caldwell in a couple minutes, and you know that's what they're saying. Like the pace and the force at the minute is equal, if not better, than the you know the tarmac. There's you know seven eight guys there, and they battling over the fractions of a second. Like, you know, it's been epic. Um, you know, the, the two MA Rally Academy guys as well. What performance they've been in. Patrick taking the one from first in the road. Like he said, you know, was well, difficult the first loop having to clean the, the stages and all that, and like. It's got to that stage now. Run, you know. We always used to hear about this in the WRC. Run first in the road, <laughs> but you know, put them at a disadvantage, and that's the level that, that rallying at home's got to now too. That you know, that kind of thing's been picked up. That you know, you can't, you can't even afford that anymore, Connor. It's, it's bonkers, really, isn't it? Oh, it is. Like you know, you go back you know 10 15 20 years it was minutes between them and sometimes in the stages even you know at home but now you know you're right it's down to tenths of a second and yeah. every tenth of a second counts now yeah. so you know that 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 bit of a delay or or slowness from you know not having lines in the road is making a difference for sure for sure uh, you know and like, again you know we keep buying the drum of the ma rally academy you know like you know uh patrick you know put all his experience in this year competing in the you know the a couple of rounds of the ERC and around the, the WRC, and then young Ryan Caldwell as well too. You know this guy. We keep forgetting how young 
that Ryan has. Like he's still only finding his feet. His first year in, you know, in R5 Fabia, leading the Irish Forestry Championship, you know, first time doing the lake on stages to go, you know, first car, uh, you know, the, uh, how would you put it, uh, class 10 car, you know, properly, you know, right restricted on it, fourth overall, brilliant result, and fingers crossed things are looking well for him in the championship, and, um, you know, I think he's another very capable young driver coming up through the ranks. Absolutely is. And again, the commitment that's going in here, you know, it's not just the guys preparing their cars and turning up, you know, guys and girls turning up on the day and rallying, but the development work that the MI Academy doing, the, the, you know, the, Ryan and Patrick and the rest are, you know, go, giving up their Saturdays, their Sundays, weeknights, etc. And they're working at the same time. You know, there's a heck of a commitment going in here to, 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 their, to their love of the sport. For sure. You know, like, you know, I spoke to the two guys last night. Patrick was still working with the two cars, you know, to get them ready for the bushwhack now in a couple of weeks. Ryan was still out in the quarry, you know, was getting, you know, and it, it was, you know, I spoke to him after nine o'clock and he wasn't quite finished, he had a couple of wee jobs to do. Like, it, this is the, you know, this is the level that these guys are at. They're working day and night so they can go out and enjoy their hobby and that, you know, that speaks volume. You know, we always hear about the young guys, uh, you know, they're, they're not putting the effort and they're not putting the work in. These guys do. <laughs> absolutely yeah at, at every turn they are you know be it their home life their work life and and their rallying for sure for sure uh you know i'll catch up with the two guys and then following in from that then Dick and casey Dakin was sitting with q mcquade and black magic you know the, the mark ii and that's starting to really come hit the sweet spot now at the minute like q has a you know has really developed that car over this year and it's really really coming good and you know Dakin will you know he talks about it I think there were stages that was three or four of them and it split by a second and a second and a half, two seconds. They took the one by two seconds at the end. Like after six stages, two seconds, like it's it's it's, it's, it's fantastic racing really, you know, and that's that's not just you know overall or the two wheel drives, that's trickling right down through the whole event in every class. It is absolutely, you know, it's, you know, like we've said it so many times in so many championships, but it's quality battles right throughout, you know, the the, the field of competitors. It really is. And, and every class they're out there, they're fighting, uh, you know, from 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 the top end right through to the juniors. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So anyway, anyway, without further ado, I think we'll catch up with Patrick and Ryan and then that will go on to Dave and Casey. Patrick, phenomenal result. It was some days recent last Saturday. Ah, in fairness, yeah, it was a, a brilliant day's racing. The boys are all going very hard, so yeah, it was uh, it wasn't an easy one. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you sharp. Now that you know the pace is so high here as well, it's not it's not an easy run by no matter means. Oh, exactly. And you even going to the event, it wasn't going to be a walk in the park. It's as probably as quick as the tarmac, I believe, in Ireland. The boys and gravel. So yeah, no, it wasn't wasn't going to be easy. Yeah, the guy that you know, there is the, what six, seven guys all going there thinking. You know, and then with a chance here, woman, this and like that, that's everybody's game. You know, I spoke to Jason Mitchell last week, and he's just reveling in like, you know, everybody's everybody's game's getting lifted, and it's pushing everybody on. Ah, exactly. Like it's one wrong move, and the guys have a second to so everything has to be to perfection. Gear changes everything, so ah, it worked out well for us, thankfully. And uh, even been first on the road, it was quite slippery, so we had to manage that. But then once we got it cleaned up, then it was uh, time to go. Yeah, and like, do you find that, like, you know, because now you're, you know, a few events now you've been running number one on the road, like, that is a concern. You're, you know, you're cleaning the road, you're, you know, you're finding the breaking points and, you know, the, the bad bits as well, too, I suppose. 
Ah, exactly. It's it's probably just giving away everything. Any cut or any lane you take at all, you give it away, and all they really have to do is, is match that then, and they're, they're everybody as quick as you. But once it cleans up, then it's sort of even footing for everyone then, and uh, it sort of shows then if you can push on. For sure, for sure. And Ryan, for yourself, like you know, you can only fourth at the weekend, but like more importantly for you, it was maximum points in the championship, and you were running the smaller restrictor. So, you know, a fourth was a fantastic result, really, when you look into it. Aye, we we were happy. Hey, we fourth overall, so we were definitely. Uh, we went for the championship points, and that's we 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 aimed for them, so we got them. We're we're happy with that. Yeah, and like you know. Do you feel your pace is getting pushed on now? You know, you know, competing against these guys, and you know, seeing, you know, as Patrick says, the lines, the breaking points that these guys are picking on. Then too, you're you're getting the experience from that as well. Ah, that's right. Yeah, definitely. We're uh, we're on third in the road in the Lakelands, and it was slippery for us. Never mind Patrick. So I don't know how bad it wasn't first in the road, but no, it was uh, it was a great event for us. And like you know, you're you're still quite young here. Like that's only what you're probably your second or third time doing the Lakeland. And like you know, doing a ten mile forestry stage there, like you know, Bon Temple probably regarded as one of the you know a, a real good cracker of a stage. Ten miles in the forest must be epic. Ah, uh, that's my first time doing the Lakelands, hey. Right. So it isn't. Uh, uh, to be quite honest, I, I didn't know where I was going, but now I put a bit of notes work on the notes, and now it uh, it worked good first, definitely. So it did, and uh, where we're. We, we enjoyed it. Hey, it was it was a brilliant rally. So it was. Yeah. So you had full full trust and faith in Arthur, whatever he called you drove. Aye, whatever he called we drove was right. <laughs> <laughs> and like Patrick, you know, like the, you know, the, with ten or whatever miles of Ballon Temple, like especially in the north, to get a forest to stage that long is something else. Like you know, a lot of events have great stages, but maybe only four or five mile long. Some twice that. Must be great to get your teeth into that like that. Ah, it was fantastic for sure. Um, probably the first stage with with being out foreign this year. Most mostly uh, when the first stage was over, I kind of looked at Stephen and thought, "Is that it? We need to go longer than that." Like so, the ten mile one, the ten mile one was was quite good. It was something we were kind of used to now. So it was fantastic. It was brilliant stages at the weekend, and and they held up really well. Too. Yeah, and like you know, you talked about you know your foreign experience. You know, are you using that now coming here? You know, like, do you feel the benefit of doing you know, the ERC and the WRC round? You know, like, is that is that you know, has that pushed you on as well as all the other crews here? Ah, uh, without a doubt, it has. Like the the knowledge that we have, even the lanes to take and and working with engineers and stuff over there, and yeah, without a doubt, it's it's helped with, with myself and not only myself, we can also help Brian along with that too. So uh, it's been a really good, really good help. Yeah, and like you know, you know, like the difference that the restrictor makes in the car. You know, the performance he's putting in, the the pace and the speed he's carrying. And, you know, for such a young guy, and like, I didn't even realize it's only his first time doing the Lakeland. Like, th- this guy's going places. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't put the thirty four in front. <laughs> put me under pressure, right? Can I give a safe answer? <laughs> no, definitely. Like the the speed that the speed that they're doing in the, in the Irish Forestry Championship is is really really opened my eyes. Like and and seeing Ryan's data from the logging of the car and and then car like he's he's doing everything right and it's just getting quicker every then. Yeah, and like Ryan, like you you have really took to the you know the, the scooter so well this year. You know Donegal, and I know you were very sore yourself after Donegal, but like for your first time in there, you know the scooter 
on tar. Like the times were every stage, you know, was getting better and better and better. It was such a weekend of progression. Like you could have went out there and put it off on the first day and not get any experience, but you kept the head down, you kept building the pace over the weekend. I think that was a very accomplished drive. Uh, it was a lot of learning how Donegal so it was in fairness. Uh first day in Tarmac and the KR and everything was just much more grip. <laughs> so it wasn't uh no, it was uh, it was definitely a good rally for learning, so it was. And how like the lads, the Patrick and Kevin, Stephen and Brian, they, they kept me right like the whole way through it. So. Yeah, and I, I believe you got the, the tarmac suspension and all the data from Patrick and you were very reluctant to give it back, I think, to the finish, were you? <laughs> uh, I actually think I was you wrong. Got damp- you, got the, you got the whole damper and everything. You took the dampers off me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, they go on the good money. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the great thing about rallying? Like, there's no secrets. There's no, you know, the, the, everything's shared. You know, Patrick was prepared to do that for you to allow you to, you know, to show your pace as well. Oh, that's right. He he knows all about the car, so all I have to do is drive it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, what's coming up now in two weeks? The you know, the Bushwhacker, the Homer Grand Prix. You know, that's the one, it's the dolly goal of gravel in Ireland. Uh, Patrick, you've won it twice. It'd be nice to get the, the name and the trophy for a third time. Ah, exactly. I, I haven't even got it on at the minute, actually. I must get it sent away and give my name <laughs> on it. I haven't got it on yet. So maybe I could hold out and hopefully we could get it again. But obviously, the competition is going to be big. Like with Gahan and, and Jason, it's, it's not going to be easy, but we'll give it a go. Yeah, for sure, that's for sure. And Ryan, like it's going to be, you know, the home event for yourself as well too. And like this was the event that you know you were taking to as a young guy, and you know the the forest that you hear, you know the the stories, the mysteries of like to be going there in a car that's going to you know have do everything that you wanted to do and more. That must be something that you're really looking forward to. Hi, I went to the Bushwhacker many years ago to watch my father, Ryan, and that's where we got the bug. And that was actually my rally two years ago in the Opal Adam, the wee R2 car. Uh, I've done the Bushwhacker now twice. I've done it in the Opal and then I've done it in the wee rally four Fiesta. So the uh, score will be next. Now I'm looking forward to it, definitely. Mm-hmm. They're a great state. Like, and I think they're actually been joint this year. So a wee bit longer, it'll, it'll uh, make it more interesting. That's for sure. And then, you know, as well, you know, Oma Motor Club always looking to do something different. The next stage is now as well too. Like... I don't know, Ryan, do you eat a lot of carrots now in the next couple of weeks hoping that improves the eyesight at night? <laughs> what way do you approach it? <laughs> Patrick's looking for the sun. He's hoping for the sunshine so, so the dust is there, but I'm hoping for a bit of rain. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're out doing a good dance. <laughs> uh, I'm not thinking that I'm the sun. But, but does, you know, does rally at night, you know, is it, is it something you've done before or is it something you're looking forward to or... I know we've done it twice. We've done it in the either uh, Rally Four and the Opal. No, I, I like like it. Actually, does it makes it more interesting. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And like Patrick, from your point of view, like, you know, in the forest street, like, you know, like, different. Maybe we can do a stage. You have telegraph poles. You know, road signs, multi kind of you know judge where you're at in road position. But down the forest street, it'll be it'll be dark, dark. <laughs> Ah, exactly, and uh, not alone that with the bar spray, with the damper, you have a lot of movement in the car as well. So with tarmac, you don't really have that. It's pretty, pretty nice. You can just see out the window, no problem. But when you hit the brake paddle, all you see is gravel, and when you hit the throttle, all you see is the tops of the trees, like so. 
it's hard to get that get that right, you know. And plus, two, you're going quite sideways as well in the forest compared to tar, so you've no lights on the sides of her, so you don't know what you're going to touch. But yeah, no, so, it's really good. I've done yeah. done it before, so it's really good. Yeah, and like will that you know it will be full concentration on what Stephen's telling you and have the lights set properly. You know, it's again all those small things that will probably be able to make the difference at the end of it. Ah, exactly. It's there's no at the speed the boys are going. There's no one who's going to get huge gains. It's just tents, and hopefully we can add up all the tents and be leading it by come Saturday morning. It would be nice, but we'll see. Yeah, because you know, you know, like there's going to be fights within you know battles within battles. Because like you know, you said there the way this whole Irish forestry you know has come on so well. Like the two wheel drive, you know, the you know the, the smaller classes. Everybody's going to be fighting for that tenth of a second or that, you know, that, you know, slide wide in the corner. You've, you've lost your, you know, you've lost maybe two or three places. It's, it, it's, it is brilliant to see. Uh, it's true, the whole field. Like, I, I was just actually watching a video the other day of your fellow Jack McKenna and the Honda. Like, the speed he's doing that Honda, you know, it's mad just down through the whole field and, and the Mark II Escorts as well. So, that's uh, just really good for Gravel Rally and, and it's, I think it's going to be really good to watch too for the spectators. Yeah, for sure. And like Ryan, uh, for yourself, like you know, the, you know, the one that you want to watch your father on and all that, then too. Like your dad's hoping to be out and doing the the bush work as well. It's a great family occasion then too. You know, father and son going out as well. Hi, that's that right. Hi, he's uh he's doing it as well. So he is. So now it'll be a good weekend for us all. Mm-hmm. And especially. Patrick out, me out, and my father out, three is the one team, so now there'll be, be plenty of fun. So. And who, you know, who buys the paint? Is it the loser buys the paint, or what's the... <laughs> or the I could say Eden will be buying the paint. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, I suppose like, from looking at from the Oma Motor Club, if anybody out there has any notion of wanting to do one of the best gravel rallies in Ireland, Get onto rally score, get your entries in. Oh, most certainly. Yeah, and that's yeah, what, uh, yeah. brilliant. I, I, more the merrier. Like you want, you want everybody there. You want the best of the best. You want to prove yourself against whoever can come. Oh, exactly. Yeah, whoever can be, can be there. Come, it'll be a, a fantastic rally, and like two days of it, you can't get any better. Like in Ireland, so ah, yeah, get the entries in. Dayton Casey, yourself and Hugh McQuaid come away with the two wheel drive owners in the late Latin stages there at the weekend. Um, Black Magic is really starting to come together and all going well, isn't it? Yeah, it just goes to show, Kevin. Um, sea time means everything, do you know? And uh, Hugh there now is after doing a few events back to back over a couple of weekends, and it's it's really showing dividends in his times. Um, and of course he'd know that he'd know the Lakelands a bit better as well than he would Cork or Tipperary Forest, which were the other two that he've done previous this year. And um, yeah, he was on it from the word go. In fairness to him, and um, he kept fairly consistent times in the top in the top three all all weekend. And and thankfully we came out the good end of it. And won the two wheel drive by about two seconds. Yeah, like you know, it was like it was a real strong entry in the two wheel drive because. You know, you had Hellerington, uh, you know, the, like there was the who's who of two wheel drive rally in the forest. Yeah. It really yep. was, it wasn't a soft one by any manner of means. Like it was anybody you, you'd want to beat in Ireland was there at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You had um, Donald Sweeney, was was very prominent early on until he had a gearbox issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Hugh McQuaid, was my man. You had Shane McGear, 
you had Adrian Hedrington and you had Mickey Conlon. And there was a couple of other fellas sticking their head into the top five or six as well during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really, really tough battle. Um, I just jotted down a few times there in stage one. Um, Sweeney McQuaid and McGuire were separated by less than a second, I think. Um, when you went into the long stage then, which was the 10 miler, uh, Sweeney just took off. Yeah. And he was, I think, 12. He was seven faster than Paddy McToll. Paddy, Paddy was mm-hmm. second in the end. Paddy McToll was seven behind Sweeney, and Shane McGuire was another five behind that again. Uh, we were well back on that one because there was a car after going off, and the marshal was giving us the old stage cancel sign, mm-hmm. and we nearly came to a standstill, and we probably shouldn't have really, but um, the road was fine after, and we drove on. Um, stage three, McToll, fastest, McQuaid and McGuire, again all in the same second. Um, stage four, McGuire, Conlon, Hedrington, and McQuaid all split between a second and a half. Um, then McGuire had trouble, so he disappeared from the top. And you had Conlon, McQuaid, McToll, and Hedrington again all within a second and a half. That's the 10 mile stage, the long one. Yes. And then the last stage, um, we were a second up on Paddy McToll going to the last stage. So it was a kind of a do or die job. <laughs> um, and Adrian was fastest on the last one, about three seconds up on Conlon. Uh, McQuaid was 4.11 and McToll was 4.12. So we came out with two seconds in the good at the finish. But the battle all day was fantastic. There was nothing in it. Like The times were very, very close all day long. And a first rally, two seconds is like, you know, a spin of the wheels really, isn't it? It's just a wrong line in a corner or a misgear change. Like two seconds is nothing over a whole day's rally, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very... It very so rewarding to be like you have to be at the top of your game, Q has to be at the top of his game. You know, everyone has to work perfectly to to, to gain that two seconds because it would be Absolutely, so easy to yeah. lose ten, never mind game two. Yeah, you you just need to be very, very neat, like and you, you need to like a mistake will be punished heavily when when things are that close, you know. Um but um we did put in we did put in a bit of effort in preparation, you know, the videos and stuff, and we did give a run through it the night before. And um you kind of have to like at that at that level to be competitive, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd be used to doing that with with Michael McDade. Um, we'd always do a good prep before an event, especially if we're going to the to the UK or going to Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have to because otherwise you're going to be left standing, you know. The rest mm-hmm. of the guys would know the stages better than we would, so yeah. we have to try and put in a bit of homework to try and keep up with them. Yeah, and you know we should give a big shout out to Paddy McToll and Connor alone. You know, like they were fast back in the Pinto days. They've had a few teething problems now with the new car or the Honda engine and all, yep. but it's all started to come good. And the, as you said, the times is consistently fast all weekend. And to be consistently down, fast, consistently fast all weekend, and was only two seconds off the win in the finish, which was fantastic. You know, for a fella that's not out that often, yeah. um, and he's going to be he's going to be there again now for the Bushwhacker. Mm-hmm. So we, it'll be it'll be battle on again. That's for sure. And yeah. um, I'm sure Mickey and and Adrian will be will be back to. Mm-hmm. Back to get back on the top step as well. They'd be yeah. mad to get out. Ah, and, and Shane McGuire. Yeah, probably too. And Don Sweeney, all them guys will all be back. Sweeney would probably be back as well, yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, he, he was untouchable on the long stage the first time over it, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I know that some of us got interrupted by the a couple of cars that were gone off, but I mean, he still, he was still was well up the road, you know. So fair play to, fair play to Don. Yeah. And Don, another man too, like, seems to be, have just have hit the sweet spot with this crawler. 
Foster yep. or Gravel or Tar, you can just seem to go on there. Like in the Tar, he was up there watching the two point five guys in the Down Valley there as well. Absolutely, yeah. And he had a he had a new co driver with him um, last weekend as well. Oh, she enjoys. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him afterwards, and um, he was very impressed with Donald, and he 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 was looking forward to trying to get into that seat again. Do you know, it was. I think he said it was his first time at that level in the forest, and he said it was just fantastic stuff altogether, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of fellas will tell you that, like when they come off the tar, that you go into the forest and you, you it, it, it's kind of a different kind of rallying in, in, in such a way because you spend most of the day sideways looking out the window. Yeah. But even the, the pace of the notes and everything and, and the fact that you can't see where you're going most of the time, it's it's a different challenge and some fellas seem, tend to like it like and, and they'll like it more than the tar eventually. Yeah, because it's probably a whole different assault in your senses, like all the stones never battered off the floor of the car. And, Absolutely, you know, yeah. The, yeah. the trees closer in on you and everything. Like, as you say, it's, it's completely different. Yeah, there was a couple of huge jumps there now Saturday, and I, I thought there was stuff coming in into the car. <laughs> it was hopping off the floor so hard, and the man on my right hand side, there was no lift going on there. Like, and I was thinking, is the bottom even going to be there when we get to the to the end? Do not was just. And to such a beautiful car, yes. And you're saying, Jesus, the <laughs> hopping off the floor. There was one big jump in particular. It was a kind of a hidden jump, and I was busy enough doing my job. And the next thing, there was a bang, and I, I was kind of going, "Are we still? Are we still here? Are we still here?" <laughs> but um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic fun. Yeah, and the all credit to the club. The whole day run without a hitch. You know, every yeah. stage run on time. You know, with the weather conditions perfect, and the stages seem to hold up really well as well. Yeah, everything ran on time. It was, um, it was actually for me, it was a, a very quick day because we didn't start until I think our start time was eleven o'clock, and we were back into the finish ramp at half past three quarter to four, which is very, very. You know, the, the whole day went very quick. Um, everything ran like clockwork, like you said. Uh, the stages did hold up very well. Yeah, there was not. You couldn't say they were rough. They were very bumpy. There was a lot of gravel in the first pass, but they they were by no means rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and the speed that the, the lads were carrying was 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 ferocious. Like it was actually the outside the outside footage. You don't really take a whole pile of notice of it when you're doing it, but the outside footage, you really kind of got Jesus. Were we were we going that fast? Like yeah, I, I do kinda, believe that the whole first day has really taken a real step forward in the last couple of months. You know, the, the two wheel drive. The four wheel drive, there's just yep. that wee bit more competitiveness in it, and it, it is now like, every second counts really. And as you said, the like, two seconds every the yeah, the, like even the in every in every class and in every category, like the four wheel drives are on a crazy pace altogether. I mean, the mm-hmm. even the last stage was it in Cork, there was was it two or three cars were after beating the bogey, like yeah. it's 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 and that, we we were. I even said it that day to Andy on the camera. Like I said, Jesus, that's one of the fastest stages I've ever done on the ter- on the forest. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the times after and you see the four wheel drive boys are going about forty seconds faster <laughs> again. Yes. I don't know how yeah. fair play it, I might take my head off them with fair play. The speed yeah. is the speed at the, the four wheel drive level is ferocious altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then you know, in the next couple of weeks then we have the Omer Grand Prix coming up as well. You know, that is as far as gravel's concerned in Ireland, that's their dully goal. And yes, no doubt that there'll be another ferocious entry for it again. And you're, yeah. you're something huge back in the, 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 the state again. Yeah, the plan is the plan is to, to go to um the bushwhacker and, and see how things pan out. Um, 
we just got the points update there now today and Paul that sits with Mickey Conlon is actually fourth overall in the forestry championship and I'm fifth in the co-driver side of it and then in the driver side of it uh, Mickey would be up to about fourth now as well and Hugh is up to fifth overall do you know because a lot of the four wheel drive cars that were in the Lakelands were not actually registered for the championship do you know so it's it's still battle on for that um, class wise I think Mickey is kind of on his own in the class Mickey and Paul and myself and Hugh uh, in class 13 we have Dermot Lynch and Shane McGuire of course uh, Shane's after a bit of bad look there now over the last round or two with, mm-hmm. with um, suspensions and stuff he was switching out so hopefully he'll have that sorted for the for the bushwhacker too and um, we'll have a good long race for the for the championship points again um, to good old crack yeah, because you know, like the bushwhacker this year is using the night stages. No, nice to see things like that mixing up a wee bit. You know, uh, it's always good to see new initiatives and new things being tried. Yeah, we were we went to myself and Mac Dade went to the the track ride last year, and if you were doing the British Historic Championship, you got two was it one or two night stages the night before. No, we weren't actually doing that side of it this year. We were in the Pirelli Championship, which was just the day after. So we actually got the chance to go out into the woods to see the British historic cars and the sound and the light and everything was absolutely glorious. And it was a huge crowd there, very well organised and all that, you know, and it was a great spectacle at night. The sound of the BDAs through the forest is just, you could bottle it and take it home, but you like. But when you're in it, you don't get to experience that so often, like. So it was, it was, it was nice for us to be able to do that last year. That was the track ride, which is... is the week after the bush record this year. Yes. Um, but yeah, the light stage, I, I, the last time I did a night stage, I think was the Ulster last year with Hugh as well in his white car. Um, yeah, it didn't seem to, I, I can't remember that it seemed to face him a whole pile. I think he was happy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see how some fellas wouldn't be first fond of it, especially in the woods. Do you know, it might be harder it's to. It's going to be very dark. Like, no, it might be harder to judge distance and things in the woods. You know, when mm-hmm. you don't have like a, a three or four foot ditch in front of you that the light is going to stop on, mm-hmm. the lights will just continue for forever. So, sure, look, we'll see, it'll be the same for everyone. We'll have to see how it pans out. Yeah. But um, just two stages into the, in the night, and then six the following day. So, mm-hmm. th- it'll be similar enough to the the lint of the Lakeland on the Saturday. And then, like, then a couple of weeks after that, then the final round of the championship, like it's going to be relentless. Like you have to kind of, if you're driving with the championship in mind, you, you know you have to be on the safe side of flat out because it's such a short gap between events. Yeah, I think it's just the way that there's a couple of rounds from the northern side and a couple of rounds from the southern side, and and the fact that they don't really communicate with each other when they're setting out the calendar well they probably do a small bit I suppose but it, it doesn't really interfere with each other as regards the calendar mm-hmm. and then it just happened that the last uh, five or six weeks we seem to have three forestry events coming together um, and because of that um, I was supposed to go to the woodpecker next week end with McDade but you know I had too much on and we're going back we're just back to school as well and there's a lot of stuff going on and it's hard to just pack up on a Friday and head off to head off to Wales for a couple of days. So thanks very much there to the lads there, you know. Uh, the club's been in touch with us there from the Bushwhacker Oma Motor Club. And uh, just to say, you know, and it will still remain open. Anybody that has any thoughts of getting the rally, you know, doing the rally, get your entries in. And for us spectators, we're run for a real treat, you know, the two night stages and then full day rally on Saturday. Oh, I can hardly wait now. It's going to be epic. And no doubt we'll talk more about that next week.
Connor, you also got a chance to catch up with Walt Crichton, the head of the JWRC finale this weekend. I did indeed. So WRC Greece this weekend. Um, lots of drama even before it starts. Like, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were all thinking, oh, the heat and the, the issues around, you know, it's a tough event on cars. It's a tough event on crews because of the temperatures and the rough roads. But uh, Storm Daniel has hit Greece quite badly and has already started to impact on the rally. Yes, I saw still quite fluid as we record this. You know, the shakedowns cancelled tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. Um, you see some of the images coming in. It's hard to imagine how they're going to be able to turn this around. But I suppose the weather can turn so quick. You know, the lakes of Greece, it can go from thunderstorms to soaring heat in a very short time. It can indeed, yeah. Recce has been affected. You mentioned shakedowns cancelled. I think a couple of the stages have already been shortened. And you have to remember, Greece only has 15 stages as it is. So, you know, it's not typically we're used to somewhere between 20 to 24 stages uh, for a WRC event. But this is quite short as it is. So any reductions in stage mileage or cancellation stages really will impact, you know, both the WRC Championship and the JWRC Championship. And this is the final round of the Junior WRC. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, the, you know, Walls going into the Championship, leaving that, you know, going into the final round, you know, it's not over, it's over, we know all that there. But, oh, fingers crossed, toes crossed, eyes crossed, everything, you know, like, you know, he's such a lovely young fella and Liam as well, too. You know, they're two top lads. It would just be fantastic to see them getting through the weekend and claiming the title. It will, look, Fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed. But we have to remember there's double points on offer. So technically there's 65 points here to, to uh, you know, which more than covers back to, I think, fifth or second place in the, um, sorry, fifth or sixth place in, in, in the JWRC Championship. So it, it, he's not home and dry by any means. Mm -hmm. He really has to have a good, solid event. Yeah. And then, you know, the overall, like, you know, because of the, the nature of the stages out there, you know, it's not the normal rally. It's kind of, it probably will be a, a survivor's rally rather than outright speed that will win the rally. Absolutely. Well, look, it, you know, it, it's typically tough on cars anyway in, in normal conditions, which is, you know, bedrock and big stones and hard gravel. Like if we look at last year, it was a Hyundai one, two, three Toyota weren't anywhere to be seen. And yet Toyota, who, you know, previously had, had taken the, what the top four spots in the Safari last yeah. year, uh, another traditional car breaker. So, you know, it's one of those events that just can can turn a championship on its head nearly. For sure, for sure, you know. But I think without further ado, I think we'll hear from Mull and get his thoughts ahead of the event. So, William, we're just ahead of uh, the final round of the JWRC in Greece. What's the thoughts and feelings going into it? Yeah, it's a nice position to be in, Connor. Um, I suppose if you said that at the start of the year, that would be leading going into the last round, we, we would have took it. Um, I think it shows how strong our season's been. Um, you know, we've got two wins. Um, and I suppose, you know, the two rallies that we we had to super rally in, we were, uh, I think we were leading them um, at that stage. Well, it's a bit irrelevant now, but um, yeah, I think it shows how strong our pace has been. And I suppose testament to the effort that, you know, Liam and, and the whole team around me that are putting in. And like you're going into the final round with, I think you're, you're 29 points clear of Laurent. Um, like you know, strong position to be in, but there's double points on offer here. So, like, I suppose the championship is still up in the air. Yeah, no, for sure, it's it's far from over, and with Greece being so unpredictable, it's uh, it's hard to know what'll happen. But 
yeah, I think we're on 90 odd points and in this event alone, there's 65 available. So it shows you, you know, what still can happen. Um, and then obviously whenever you take drop scores out of it and, and everything like that, it's, um, I'm sure it'll be quite close, but yeah, it's, um, I, I'm, I'm happy that the position we're in, we've, we've got a bit of a buffer. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And like you, you, you send the 65 up for grabs. So it's 50 for the win. So it's, mm-hmm. it's double the normal 25 and then 15 points for each stage win. So it's probably the, the lowest number of stages on any of the rounds you've done so far. So is that, is that a good thing or is that maybe, you know, a, a bit of a hindrance if you need to make up the, the, the stage win points? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, it's say most of these rallies are around 20 stages. So it's about five less. Um, I don't know. It sometimes it works in your favor. Sometimes it works against you. I guess the rallies where I had to use super rally, it worked in my favor. That you know you could pick up as many points after. But I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, it definitely adds a different dynamic, and it, it has done to the whole season. Um, the stage wins, and obviously it's there to reward you know the the fastest guy throughout the entire year, even if he doesn't necessarily have you know the most consistent um year, but. Yeah, it's as I say, sometimes it works for you, sometimes it works against you. Hopefully it'll work and, for us. And like you have been Mr. Consistent, like you've had 34 stage wins to Laurent's 19. So, you know, it's it's nearly double there. So it, you really have um, used that to your advantage or to gain your advantage. Yeah, um, I suppose it depends what way you look at it. Um, you're maybe using that more because you've had the Super Rally. Um but then at the other hand, yeah, it's it's fastest stage times and it, uh, it shows the pace that we've had this year. So it's definitely a positive. Um, you know, if you compare that to, to the past couple of years, how many stage wins I got, it's, you know, it's a lot more. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely positive and particularly looking back on the likes of Estonia, where the last couple of years I struggled a bit. It, you know, it wasn't natural for me to go to those wide roads and a lot of corners over crests and jumps. So um and i really enjoyed it this year i just had a good feeling going into the event and um you know even aside from the jwrc guys the the locals there we were able to race them and and set some good times so um yeah the confidence is is good you know in, in the car and it's we're enjoying it um you know we've been able to prove that we've got good pace on all the surfaces so we've got to use that to our advantage and you competed on Greece last year. Now it wasn't around to the JWRC, but you, you did undertake it in in the, the the Rally Three Fiesta. Um, I suppose what were your expectations going into Greece last year? Was it what you expected, or what what you know what was the learnings, or what did you take away? Yeah, we did. I think Greece was maybe around to the juniors next last year. Um, so yeah, we we did it, and um, I think. You know, everyone says that it's not as rough as it used to be. So I would like to see what it used to be like. But um, you know, there's quite a different characteristic of stages. Some some are really tight, technical and twisty, and then others um, are a little bit more um, open and fast. But generally, the rally is quite slow and, and twisty. So and, and some stages are really, really rough. So it's just trying to, you know, pick those ones out or pick the areas out that say there's less risk uh, compared to others and um i think being there last year that'll help me and the recce trying to pick out those bits i suppose the the route is quite different to last year but nevertheless you know we have a a feeling for the general you know stages and it's always nice to go back to somewhere that you're familiar with and you know 
like big chunky rocks obviously on the stages but then on the second pass you're down in places into the bedrock which you know as we saw with with Titanic you know crack the, the the sump guard on on the, the puma so you can easily get caught out there so how rough do those stages get maybe like for a second pass after the rally one guys have been through them twice before you yeah i think when you get down to the bedrock it starts to be really hard in the car the okay the first pass is uh, is also difficult with all the loose rocks trying to avoid punctures but whenever you start getting down to the bedrock it's it's really hard and all the components of the suspension and um yeah, it, it's not so nice, and there's you know quite a lot of big impacts. So, um, and there's not a lot you can do. You know, some of this bedrock is on a straight line that um, it's. I think it's as simple that you're going to have to slow down, and uh, but sometimes you you know you can't see it coming, or um, yeah, it's tricky. So I think it's important just to try and pick out in the recce where you think's going to be the worst, and where you should take more caution, and and things like that. Um, but I mean, some of the stages. Okay, there's lots of loose rocks that line the side of the road, but sometimes there's a bit of a line that's not too bad. Mm. Uh, as I say, there's you know some stages are quite different to the others, and it's just trying to pick which ones that uh, you need to be ultra careful on. But yeah, as everyone says, it's it's generally really rough, and just trying to pick your way through with staying out of trouble, which um, sometimes you need a bit of luck. And on the first run over the stages, are you looking for places where you think it might be worse on the on the second pass and you're making changes to your notes or do you have time for that even? Yeah, anything that uh, I see that I think's going to cause bother on the second pass, I'll I'll try and shout it. And, and Liam's usually pretty good at, at trying to keep the notes going and, and get anything that I say. So, yeah, it's I suppose we're doing that in all the events. Maybe here it's um, even more important just to try and, you know, be... Be careful to stay out of issues but i mean there's so much that you just you can't predict or you can't see coming um with the cars that run in front of you they can pull out lots of rocks so it's um yeah i guess trying to just uh, expect unexpected and, and what might be around the corner and like you know we've just discussed there the event is fairly tough in the cars but there you know greece is also going through a heat wave so it's tough on on the cruise as well what sort of physical preparation are you doing to to get yourself prepared for uh competing in greece it's definitely going to be warm uh, it was last year so i think the weather's quite changeable in the long range forecast it was up to 40 during the recce last time i looked so fingers crossed it drops a bit but yeah, just trying to keep up the training. Um, doing quite a lot of cardio. Um, yeah, just uh, trying really to do everything that we can at, at this stage. But it's um, you know, we've been through it before. We've done Portugal when it's been really warm. We did Greece last year, and it, it was warm then. So, um, I think that'll be okay as long as we stay hydrated and you know drink plenty during the event and 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 eat well. So, um, yeah, but it's it's definitely gonna be difficult, and and hopefully the training will will pay off. And with regard to preparation in for the stages as well, how many of the stages are new this year? Are you able to use your onboards from last year or, or you know, how's, how's the preparation going there? I think there's there's three stages maybe that are the same and then there's a couple that are reversed and, and then a couple of new stages. But um, yeah, I suppose even the stages that we haven't been on, as I said, it's, it's similar terrain and you know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, but as I say, yeah, a couple of stages are the same and it's nice even the ones that are reversed um you know albeit you've been over them but just in the other direction so um we'll write fresh notes for the entire rally that's what i've been doing all year just with the progression that we've made so 
it's you know normal prep as you know at that side of side of things and you know strategy going into the event like the first day is fairly tough i i think yeah there's only tire fitting in midday you have no bit service and stuff so like obviously car preservation is a key issue so do you back off or or you know what's your thinking or or is it too early to to kind of say what the approach is yet it's definitely going to be a balance with with speed and trying to stay out of trouble um generally it, i think grace is going to be about staying out of trouble but you're going to have to show pace at some point during the rally and, and hopefully you can stay in the fight and, until you have to um you know push i think friday is going to be the most difficult um you know you leave you leave park farming on thursday to start the rally and you have a, uh, a spectator stage and you don't see the guys at service until friday night so you have a tire change in the middle of the day on friday and but apart from that, you know, it's um, it's trying to look after the car and, um, yeah, any problems that we do have, hopefully it doesn't drop us too much time and we can, you know, we can work between us to to fix any issues on the car. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed, the cars have been very good this year. That um, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can stand up to the challenge. And for those days, you know, like that where where there isn't a midday service, etc., are you carrying extra parts, extra tools in the car? Uh, for, you know, in case you and Liam have to repair something, or again, is that a a balance between the weight of the car and how much that's going to slow you? Yeah, I think obviously it changes rally by rally, but this is one that will probably carry more parts in the car and and just um, you know, uh, suffer the the added weight. Um, so yeah, I don't know exactly what we'll have yet, but there'll there'll definitely be um there'll definitely be plenty of bits in the car. Um. Maybe uh maybe put a trailer on if we could or <laughs> but uh, no it's um yeah Liam and I have done a bit of work throughout the year to try and um work on the mechanic side of things so that if something does go wrong we we know how to fix it and you know looking I suppose where the main challenge is coming from you know Laurent Pellier is there second in the in the table at the moment but I mean I suppose you probably can't rule out Diego or Roberto because of the double points. Yeah, definitely the double points, you know, brings a lot of people into it. So, yeah, I think, you know, we just have to say it all the time, but we have to focus on our own event and, and try and control what we can do. And um, if we can have a good performance, then, you know, the strategy will be determined by what the other guys are doing. And, um, of course, going into the event, we'll we'll have a plan on what we want to do and what, how we want to go about it. But I think we'll have to adapt as the rally goes on, depending on how, you know, the competitors are doing. So um, I suppose, you know, the culmination of the year, you know, this this is it. This is the last round of JWRC. You're leading it into it. Like, it must be very exciting, not only for yourself, but also for your sponsors as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a big team, you know, just behind Liam and I to allow us to be at these events. Obviously, the Motorsport Ireland Rally Academy, you know, couldn't, couldn't have done this year without them and, and all their support and all the training that we're doing. Um, PRM um you know obviously Crichton's my own family business so um yeah dad's been to all the rounds and um he'll go to Greece as well so yeah all those guys are are supporting me um, and have done now for a long time so yeah we're looking forward to it obviously it's exciting for for Liam and I as well um you know to to go into any rally with the opportunity to fight for a championship is is exciting so we'll try and enjoy it as a difficult that might be at times with the pressure but um Definitely, I think if we can enjoy it and, and try and stay as relaxed as possible, that, that'll hopefully, you know, um, help with the performance. 
a huge thanks to Will. Literally, to, you know, he was getting ready to get on a plane before I spoke to him, uh, or sorry, when I spoke to him. So, uh, huge thanks for taking the time out, and we'll all be glued to to WRC Greece for many reasons now, particularly to see what's going to happen to the event. You know, will it be impacted even further? Just hard to know at this stage. Um. And Kevin, you were chatting with Matt Cotton with regards to the BRC and where that's at, you know, after Rally Cardigan. Yeah, myself and Matt got a chance to chat, you know. Uh, like Matt's realistic and knows where the BRC's at and all that there too. And, you know, we kind of discussed the ins and outs of that. And, you know, you know how good that Rally Cardigan is, you know, does it deserve its place? You know, looks like it's going to be around the ERC next year. It looks spectacular, you know, all the footage we've seen there, you know, online from the weekend and he raves about the rally, you know, so, and then to see Ocean Price come back, hitting for him, Marion having the puncher, still taking second, like 29 seconds, I think, behind, like he lost that or there thereabouts, you know, with the puncher, you know, so it would have been very interesting to see how that would have fared out. Um, James William taking third, you know, came in maximum points in the BRC then too. So that keeps the BRC kind of alive as well, going into the next couple of rounds of it as well too. So lots of twists and turns in Cardigan, but you know, if I last weekend was on to go by, I think it would be a fascinating addition to the ERC calendar. I think it'd be fantastic. I was just so impressed with what I saw with online footage and the various photos and stuff. I'm and kind of if it does make the ARC, I'm definitely making that trip next year because uh, it just looked an incredible. I'm like I'm a huge fan of tarmac anyway. I prefer tarmac over uh, loose any day. So um, I, I I certainly will be on the boat going going to Wales. Excellent, excellent. Well, I think without further ado, we'll hear from Matt. Uh, another enthralling event, and um, James William comes away with top points for the championship. And did leave the championship opened up again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have a, a a new winner on the top of the BRC leaderboard this year. It's um, I think everybody was thinking it was it was going to be a clean sweep this season um, with Adrian, but uh, you know, to, to, he's got other commitments. There was no secret that um, that he was he was going to be busy with WRC and and other things going on. So, to be honest, I don't think we expected him here much past sort of round one, two, or three. So, the fact that he he came over and he, he's done quite a few of the events is is great for everybody. Um, I know there's two sides of that story on social media. There's um, you know there's a lot of debate going on about that at the minute, but nevertheless, it's great to have a a, a a factory driver, you know, competing in the UK and, and Northern Ireland. So, um, yeah, he's dominated this year, but not being in Keredigian, I think, is a shame because I think that is arguably our flagship event this year um, in the UK. Um, you know, they pulled out all the stops and it was a, a fantastic event, but that doesn't take anything away from James Williams. Um, his result was absolutely fantastic, and he was fighting with uh, Oshin Price, course twenty twenty two British Rally Champion, uh, and Mez Evans, your ITRC front runner. So, you know the the pedigree was definitely there. Had he not gone off on the first uh, first loop in the morning, uh, I think he could have well well come away with a, 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 a overall rally win. But nevertheless. Third place of the rally takes uh, takes maximum scores. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, his first time in the New Hyundai, and like it was only a couple of years ago, really, since James was doing you know the juniors. Like so, he has really you know he has come on leaps and bounds in a very short time. And as you say, to take that first 
international English first outright BRC one. It's probably, is it even fair to say it's maybe even overdue because he 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 has developed so much in the last couple of years? Uh, totally, uh, absolutely. I mean, he he came to the BRC in twenty seventeen, I think it was. As part of the junior program, he 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 contested a couple of years in junior BRC, uh, and really flourished at that. To be honest, I don't think uh, I don't think he had the success that perhaps he deserved. But one round that I remember James really excelled on was when we went to Ypres, and I think that must have been twenty nineteen, and he he absolutely annihilated everybody in class rc4 like even the locals and and i remember being at the finish in in ypres town center and there's all these belgians coming over there's uh, the french and everybody in the in the in the sort of front wheel drive category all coming over just congratulating him on his pace all weekend so he was he really had moments of inspiration in the in the junior brc and then we sort of had a bit of a part program i guess over the last couple of years so um, it's a it's a real attack for him this year. He's been in the Fiesta at the beginning part of the year uh, and then a, a shift to the Hyundai in this one. And actually, the reason he went to the Hyundai is because he actually used an I-20 rally to on this event last year. He managed to get one from Hyundai. So he had all the setup notes. He had everything sort of in the bag and he just thought that he felt confident because he, he he felt really good on the rally last year. So. He thought he'd uh, get hold of another Hyundai, hired that one from Luxembourg. And as I say, I, I think he really, really gelled with it straight away. And had he not had that um, trip into the field, like about 80% of everybody else did, to be honest, on SS2, um, I, I think he would have definitely been there or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, Gary Pearson taking second and, you know, another strong performance there with Gary at the weekend as well. Yeah, Mr. Consistent this year, just really plugging away. I think it's easy, very, very easy to sit on the sidelines and say, you know, oh, Gary was was quite a way behind James. But, you know, Gary's experience isn't really that vast in, in Rally 2 machinery either. So he is learning everything as he goes. He's learning the tyres. He's learning the car. It's a new car to him this year. Um, you know, new, new co-driver to a degree. I mean, Dan Barrett is ultra experienced, of course, but we all need to get bedded into people. So his his approach is very different from the likes of James's. But, you know, look at the results and he's second in the championship. Um, he's, he's, he's finished every round this year. So, oh, bar one. Yeah. So, bar the Jim Clark, actually, his home run. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's, he's just just Mr. Consistent and, and ironically comes into the last sort of couple of rounds of the season. And he's the closest challenger to Adrian. Yeah, and like as you say, like Gary is limited knowledge. Like only a couple of years ago, he was doing the national BRC, and to step up to the international category, and it has been you know seamless. Uh, you know, it's been such a smooth transition, and it's always great to see guys that you know have you know earned their stripes more or less. That's probably where I'm going with that one. Well, definitely. I mean, he's had his time in, in front wheel drive machinery as well. And, and he did junior BRC, started in a Renault Twingo. Remember them? Yeah. Remember them? I mean, like the rally, the R1 cars, yeah. you know, that's your proper shopping yeah. car. Mm -hmm. uh, there's only a handful of those cars um, about. He started in the Twingos, did the junior BRC, bought Peugeot 208 and went to France sort of honed his tarmac skills over there because I think he really is a gravel driver at heart. You know, that's, you know, he's done a couple of years of the Scottish Rally Championship, which is, or was back then, a, a all gravel championship. So 
he's sort of honed his skills. He, he's done his time. He's yeah. definitely done his time. And he's a really passionate lad. You know, he, he really, he really enjoys the BRC. He enjoys, you know, the events that are in it and, and he takes it really, really seriously. And it, and it, and it's great to see. And it's, he, he, he's, he's, He'll he'll definitely be one to watch. I think I think I can really see him getting quicker and quicker and quicker as the as the events come on. Yeah, and then you know, in the rally for you know the junior BRC, like Ken White or local guy again, like he he had to drive with his head as much as his heart at the weekend there too because he knows the championships at stake and he doesn't want to throw it away. And it, it probably goes against everyone like Kyle does behind the wheel. He he's very much a heart in the sleeve type of guy, isn't he? I can tell you something now. Sean Topping was driving that car. <laughs> I, I swear to you, Sean Topping was driving that car. Because you know as well as I, I mean, you know, you can tell by Carl's character, even if you don't know him, if you've seen any of the stage end live feeds or if you've seen any of the interviews that we have with him, you can tell by his character, you know, he wants to compete. He wants to push. He doesn't want to drive at eight tenths. It's 10, 11, 12 tenths all the time. That's how he wants to go. Uh, and and Sean would have been there at every point, slowing him down, slowing him down, slowing him down because he wants to get, you know, the, the, the title under his belt. He's tried long enough. He's another one that's just kept chipping away and chipping away at trying to get this title. He's done his time as well in front wheel drive machinery. And he's such a likable lad, you know. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it, it was a great battle. And, and and on Saturday between him and Johan Lloyd, who's come back to the junior BRC after a bit of time in the Irish Championship, you know, it was really, really nip and tuck. Those two are very, very equal on 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 pace. So that was really interesting to see. But then when it got to Sunday, he obviously had a bit of a sleep overnight and went, look, you know, we, we've got to think about the championship. It's it's getting to that point of the year. Uh, and, and it was a sensible move. He got maximum points because Johan isn't scoring um, because he doesn't want to get involved in that title fight after coming in halfway through the year. Um, and, and it's just sensible. And with Kyle McBride going off the road, um, you know, it leaves him in a really good position. I think without doing the maths, I'm pretty sure a good result at track rod will will get him the title there. And like with two rounds to go, like the, the overall title, you know, from all maybe missing the next round, we're just not one hundred percent sure yet. You know, if he doesn't come to the track rod, it could really make things very interesting going into the, the last round. And even if he does come to the, the track rod, we've all seen rallying in the past. It doesn't always go the way of the favourite. Well, yeah, that, that, yeah, great point. We're all assuming that if he yeah. comes, he's going to win. You know, yeah. we if you know anything about Dolby Forest, you'll know that it can claim yeah. the best drivers in the world. It has mm-hmm. done before. There's Ben's named after Hanu Mikola and <laughs> things like that. So we, you know, we know that it's not a foregone conclusion if he does turn up at, um, mm-hmm. at Trap Rod uh, that he's going to take it away. Um you know, it'd be lovely to have Adrian's name on the trophy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some greats on the BRC trophy. And it just, you know, putting his name alongside them would be absolutely fantastic. I know the social media bit are all about the BRC, the lack of numbers at the moment. But you know what? He damn well deserves it because every single event he's gone to, he's given everybody a bit of a race. He's mm-hmm. he's proved himself. Not, not that I guess he has to, but just... just He's 
it's just been really enjoyable to have him along. Yeah, he's a very likable chap as well. You know, oh, he's, he's a, you know, he doesn't go away and hide in the motorhome. He's out there with the spectators. He mixes with the other drivers, and he's just he seems a real fun character. He is. He is, and I mean, I've I've only got to know him this year, and you know, even from a media point of view, there's nothing's too much trouble. He, he's, 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 he is, he's a really, really nice guy. He's again, and I've used this about five times now, but he has done his time too. Look where he's come from, where he went to and where he is now. Um, you know, he, he doesn't take anything for granted. He doesn't take that seat for granted. He doesn't sit there and think, well, I deserve to be here. Yeah. He, he has the mentality that he wants to work at absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And he knows that he can't let his foot off the gas in terms of performance, work that he puts in. Uh, and you can just tell that it, it exudes from everything that he does. And, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, just people should lap it up. You know, yeah. when somebody like that comes to a, a, um, a national championship, they should really, really lap it up. Yeah. I'm of the opinion in a few years' time, I'll be looking back going, I remember, you know, from the, the new world champion was at the Ulster Rally. And that's my thoughts on it, you know. <laughs> All too easy to get to the keyboard and say, well, he's got to, he should win, he should win, he should yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, you know what, he should. But just embrace it. Just get along there. Show. Look at the videos of the guy on Ulster. I don't know whether you saw some of, of those in, in the mm -hmm. conditions. Yeah. But you do not see that every day. No. That that is just another level, I, and 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 I don't know why we're not all getting together and thinking. Well, okay, it might be a well, I don't say a one horse race, but um, you know, it it might the odds are stacked in his favour. But I'm going to get out there and I'm going to really enjoy watching him do that. Yeah, this guy's a little bit special, and you know, as you say, in Brisbane, you know, we may not see another of the, of this caliber for another twenty years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, championships have, have, have never really been any different. You you go back to the BRC 10, 15 years ago, and you had Keith Cronin, Yuka Cornyn, and Tom Cave. Those three, they were fighting out the front. And, and then there was a few other drivers that came out. I mean, there's probably others that I yeah. haven't thought of. But, you know, and, and it's never been any different. There's always two or three that are just that little bit better, a little bit, you know, further up the field. And then everybody else is just doing their best to try and 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 catch up. Isn't it? It's never been any different. It really hasn't. So, yeah, I I, I hope that if he does come back, that everybody gets out into the forests to to watch it because you know you may not get that chance again. No, and they even you know even we're here to Ulster, and they, it was something for our guys to to aim for. Like we you know we seen the clip of Catherine McCord finishing the stage. Point seven or whatever seconds behind them, you know, and they, you know, Adrian, who, you know, like so good. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, we things like that, like for Catherine McCourt, who's out doing his day's work, you know, to be able to go and compete against the guy that's competing in the World Championship and finish off point seven of a second or whatever behind him, like that's class, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but these guys are all out there for betterment. Yeah. Everybody wants to be better because we yeah. wouldn't do the sport if we didn't want to be better. Yeah. If we wanted to just stay the same, then, you know, well, what would be the point, to be yeah. honest? Mm -hmm. So to, to give something to give somebody something to aim for like that, that's got to be a good thing that, you know, you'd learn from him. Perhaps the guy behind Adrian will 
see the lines he's taking. So that's a thought process that some of the guys mm-hmm. have. Or uh, and just or the co-driver uh, looks and sees, oh, you look at the way he's doing that. I never thought of doing that, and I'll try that. And you know, yeah. And, and and by and large, especially at the Ulster Rally, you know, the guys really embraced that. They loved having Adrian there. You know, seeing I know I know Callum and and Mez were in a race of their own, and and that's fine. But I could really tell they were they were just enjoying the fact that he was there and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they blooming well should as well, you know. For sure, for sure. And you're talking about bettering yourself and, you know, always striving for better. They carried again at the weekend, you know, as you say, it's the flagship probably of the BRC this year. They have, you know, aspirations for the ERC next year. Like, you say it firsthand. What's your thoughts on the event? A worthy place in the ERC next year, you think? It's the Donegal of the UK. <laughs> Not good. Uh, I was absolutely blown away. Yeah, I, I, I've never been that impressed about a rally for a very, very long time. Um, you know, the boxes were ticked multiple times over. I I do a lot of rallies a year just, just by the very nature of what I do. Uh, but I it I have to go back a long time when I can't even remember any sort of real negative comments about an event. They they obviously wanted to showcase themselves. Um, so and and I guess in a way it, it almost felt like they wanted to do a bit of a trial run. They wanted to say, okay, even if we don't get it, let's just go there and let's just put ourselves in the shop window and say, this is how we can run it. This is what we can do. Um, you know, come and have a look, come and see what it's all about um, and, and let us prove ourselves. And, and by God, did they do that? Just everything was absolutely on point. Um, you know, hundred miles, two days, the stages were insane. Um, absolutely insane. They were so, so good. Lend themselves so nicely to, to a, a, an international rally let's just I, there's plenty of fia people about so yeah. you know fingers crossed they've yeah. they've they've seen it for for what it could be you know mm-hmm. and the town stage like how spectacular did that look you know that that beaming across the world you know the sea the scenery the houses the stone walls you know it, to me it just uh like and i'm used to it you'll turn right back in here to me, that just was oh my god! This is this is amazing. It's a, it's a it's a postcard for rallying, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a, it's it's a real scene setter for rallying. If ever you're going to use an image um, a, of a rally for a promotional purposes, mm-hmm. it's going to be from Rally Caradigian. The amount of people that were there, you know, the way the locals embraced it, it was it was fantastic. Okay, it was Mickey Mouse. Okay, you know, the donut at the beginning was. <laughs> a little bit like oh dear but you know you can see you can see the direction they're headed you can see what they want to do um you know you can you can really see 2030 r5s or rally two sorry rally two cars blasting around that in 12 months couldn't you if if Mm -hmm. that was the case it would just be it would just be amazing everything from just the branding and the way it was all it was all laid out everything that was thought of the screens the big screens in the start and finish ceremonies it it was it was there's just been nothing like that kevin in the in the uk for 
I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Probably since Rally GB, yeah, there's been nothing sure. like that. No. Like and the, you know, even you know, the, us bobble hatters, we, we, we kind of look down our nose at you know a donut round a big barrel or a roundabout or whatever. But for you know, we have to remember we're trying to attract people that knows nothing about rally. For somebody that just coming walking in off the street and going, "Wow, look at that!" You know, how spectacular is that? And the, we sometimes forget how how exciting our sport is. You know that the we take for granted we see a car going around the big drifter in the corner. I think, yeah, it's class. That's fantastic. But for the for a randomer to see that, it must be oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and and I think what hasn't done the sport any favors is actually the screens that I'm talking to you on yeah. now because there's something about a, a, a digital screen, whether it's on your phone or on here, that just really dilutes you know the spectacle of rallying i don't know how how it happens maybe it's the way it's shot i don't know but it really dilutes it so i think everybody's always in awe when they go and see something like that and and bearing in mind these are people from the town that okay the benefit of aberystwyth and the benefit of the local area is that they are quite ingrained with rallying that's you know it's part of their history it's part of their heritage which is a huge advantage because we don't really get that often here in the UK. You obviously get it in Ireland a lot, and you can tell that when you visit a rally in Ireland, but you don't really get it uh, too much in, in the UK. But there it is. So it's almost like there's a there's a respect that they have for it. But then there's no substitute for putting those people in front of an actual rally car, you know, flat out at top speed, doing a donut, bit of tire smoke, that kind of thing. You know, it's it's really, really important. And 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 I think even all the drivers just took it for what it was. Yeah. It might have been frustrating, um, but you know, they really they really understood that it's necessary yeah. and it's not gonna go away. We still need to have that, you know. Yeah. And you know, your sponsors, they you know, like, I don't know, say Marion's Mer- Mer- car, Castro up the side of it, for you know, for Castro to see, you know, tires smoking and thousands of people standing in the background, like it's a perfect show one. I mean, you could probably, if you were going to try and sell rallying to, we know rallying sponsorship is hard enough as it is. But if, if you know, if you're going to try and sell numbers to a sponsor, if you're going to talk about a gravel rally in the UK, in all honesty, spectator numbers may not even hit the thousands. That's mm-hmm. just cold, hard facts. But um you get to you get to something like Aberystwyth, you get to Rally Ceredigion, you see the streets. There's probably oh, I, I don't even want to estimate. There was several thousand people just in one in that town stage. Mm-hmm. You know? So absolute a joy to be part of, a privilege to be part of, uh, and the guys and girls uh, uh, of the motor clubs that have arranged it. Absolute tip my hat to the sensational rally. Uh, thanks to Matt, pleasure as always. Um, this weekend then we have Wakeford coming up, but we covered that last week uh, with Andy Hayes and all. But Connor, it's, you know, if this weather holds up, it's going to be, oh, fantastic, you know, hot tar, you know, top, you know, top lineup of, of crews there as well. And, you know, a brilliant top 10 for a rally that's not around of, you know, any championship here. And I, I think it's going to be a great event, you know, 18 stages spread over the two days. It's got, all, it's got all the ingredients to be a great event. Absolutely. Wexford always does. It always pulls a great event out of the bag. Always a good entry. Um, as you say, weather will play a part if it stays nice and dry as it is. And it should be, you know, a good, fast um, tarmac event. And like we're really cracking top 10 there as well. Um, and great to see James Stafford out in the diary and number one. 
and and then with a good selection of machinery like Daniel Cronin's out in the polo, Daniel Barry who are, we haven't seen in a while, um, is out in the Fabia R five, Andrew Purcell, Endo Bryant, Gary Kiernan sitting at number six, excellent, Aiden Ray and at seven in the polo, another polo, like we really are coming down with polos, um. <laughs> David Moffat's out in eight, Stuart Darcy in nine, and then Damon Toner wrapping up the top ten. Yeah, and the, the quality continues right down throughout the field, you know, and lots of visitors over from Wales and all that too. So, you know, it's going to be a cracking event then as well, really is, you know. So best of luck to everybody in Wexford the weekend. Uh, also coming up on the 24th of September is the Clare Stages Rally, and uh, I get a chance to catch up with the clerk of the course, Jerry O'Brien. He just wanted to come on for a wee chat. You know, entries close this Friday. I would encourage anybody if they want to get their entries in. Take you know, you have a couple of days, a couple of days now before the entries close. But like, by the sounds of it, it's going to be an absolutely another epic rally, penultimate round of the Trentonshire's National Championship, the Southern Championship, and you know, Jerry will explain all the different championships around off. But like, it's, it has that game. It has all the ingredients there to be an epic rally. But without further ado, we'll hear from Jerry. Um, Claire rally coming up now in a couple of weeks. Um, it's all systems go, penultimate round of the, the Triton Shares National Championship, the Top Park Southern Championship, and the, the, the Junior MA Junior Series. So it's going to be an exciting rally. It's going to be an exciting rally. We have a lot of work done. We have a few bits and pieces to sort out still. Um, based in Innes, um, I'm taking on the role as Claire for the course for my fourth rally. Um, obviously, I've had a four-year sabbatical with COVID and all that. So, to, and a lot of things, as you know, has changed in rallying with trackers and everything since. Sure. And even we were in talking about it tonight four years ago when we were organising rally, we had no air codes. No. No, <laughs> yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. And like Claire is one of those motor clubs in rallying terms. It's quite young. Like it's only it's reformed in the early eighties, was it? We were the club was formed in nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. We ran our first rally, I'm subject to be questioned on this now, in 1982, I think. Okay. Either 81 and 82, we ran our first rally. Um, We ran a couple events back in Kilkee, along with the West Coast. We ran in, in Liston Verna. We ran a few single-stage events around um the Shannon Industrial Estate. We have, we actually, how things have changed in motorsport. We actually used Donald Griffin in a single seater as a double O in the Shannon Industrial. You wouldn't get away with that today, no. <laughs> and the, you know, the, a, a, a motor club that's so young and you know, in rallying terms that you know, there's a key, obviously going to be a key, you know, key group of people that has built it up to where it is now. Yes, we were just we had already launched yesterday, Kevin, and we were just chatting at it. Uh, there's been only seven COCs in player for the player stages rally in Carmack. Um, David Hogan, um, based in Galway now, um, used Castle in Galway. David clerked the rally for several years, well labelled by Dermot Kerlaher as assistant and as deputy, and then Dermot took over as COC. I think Dermot might have done it for ten years in two different batches. Jim Casey came on board. Did it for three years. Christy Carey did it for three years. Joe Healy did it for a year, and I'm on, I'm starting fourth year. And Dermot Sullivan um would have done it for one year as well. Brilliant, brilliant. So. Yeah, and like you know, the, the national championship has been one of those championships that has remained you know are always a very constant level. 
But I nearly think, nearly since COVID's come back from COVID, it's actually ratcheted up a wee bit now in terms of quality and quantity of entries. Yes, um, the quality of entry is very good. The quality of entry has really changed from four years ago. I mean, we had very, very few R5s in the country four years ago. You look at the list of R5s that's there now, mm -hmm. R2 wasn't there at all at all. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so the the quality has really changed. The names have changed drastically. You know, some amount of new names entered. And, um, you know, to, to just there's huge changes in four years. It's hard to believe the changes have stayed in four years. Yeah, and like, you know, it was probably not, the, you know, the most popular choice by motorsport there, and, you know, a few years ago from the, the talk, you know, bringing in this rotational calendar. But I, I do think it is working for, you know, because clubs are now running rallies with, you know, full entries, and a lot of them run with reserve and one thing and all. So I, I think it's, it's benefiting everybody. It is, yeah. Um, look, at, we were running ahead of time of the year where we had a two-day Wexford rally a couple of weeks before us. You had a local rally in Galway at the end of August. We'd be running maybe, I remember one year, one of the Galway stages was within eight kilometres of, of one of our stages. You know, and you have a tip in Galway, you didn't come to clear. You just wouldn't have the time to yeah. have it ready. Or the, or, the, or the financial backing to have it ready either. Yeah. So, and then Cork 20 used to always run in October, which was, we were kind of the ham sandwich between two two-day events. Yeah. So we were really pushing for a two day, a, a, um, the rotation calendar mm -hmm. are trying to get out of where we were and obviously not easy to get a new date. So we got the rotation calendar and then we were the second last event of the two year calendar. So obviously, as Quint was announced, we were wor really worried. I wonder will the appetite be there by the time we come to Clare in September uh, mm -hmm. and that. But look at we have over two, well over two hundred entries. So the two the two year calendar is there. Long may it stay. For sure, for sure. And like you know, not only competitors. You're you know you're pulling from the same group of marshals, the same group of you know medical team, rescue team. You know, so like it's 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 fair on everybody. It's not just the competitors. It's you know Red Cross, even the officials as well. You know, it's it's a small same small pool. Oh, it's a small pool. It's the same pool of people the whole time, and like. We're just not talking about rallying here. Like you're you're pulling from the same pool of people for a hill climb, for an autocross, for you know, autotests, timekeepers, they've all you know, you're still pulling from the same pool of people. And like, you know, you could you could be gone every weekend of the year if you if you had sure. the time and the yes. freedom to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure, that's for sure. So, you know, Claire coming up now in a couple of weeks' time. Uh can you give us a brief outline of you know the event where's HQ, you know, where's uh, you know, where's the service park, all that kind of thing? Okay, so the rally is based in Innes. Okay, we had um, really struggled for an actual hotel, and as far as rally e Sunday evenings are gone quiet, there mightn't be a huge attraction for hotels there. So, with the humanitarian issues in the Ukraine and the amount of people coming into the country and accommodation, that we just could not get a hotel in, in Innister Horses. So what we did was we went down the road of the Mat, which is a massive complex on the Queen Road in Innes. That is hosting our service area. Um, there's a body shop, a big body shop in the Mat complex, Arthur Body, owned by Adrian Howard. And we are using his premises for scrutiny. We have trailer park in the Mat, and we have park firm around the Mat. So once you arrive in the Mat, 
you can go, you can leave the car there for the weekend. Would you go <laughs> Uh, isn't that fantastic? Everything, you know, there's no, you know, drop the car off here, go to scripting here, you know, park the children over the there. Yeah, it's all yeah. in the one context. It's all, it's all in the one yard. It's all in the one yard, which is absolutely fantastic. Then across the road from the mat, um, there's a the Queen Road Business Park. Lots of businesses in there. Um, Michael Fitzgibbon, who is a very good competitor in the club, an absolutely fantastic club member. Um, Michael Fitzgibbon, um, he's a building contractor here, in, based here in Innes. His business offices are in the Queen Road Business Park. Michael will be doing the Forestry Championship. He will do quite a bit, quite a few autocrosses, and he would be a fairly quick, a, a very quick guy in the tarmac as well. But his his first love would be the loose. So Michael gave us his premises from Friday evening until Sunday night, as his rally office. It is drivers will come down in the morning, Saturday morning, sign on there, get out to the stages, come back, do their scrutiny. If they feel like a nice little walk, it is 200 meters of walk from the service park to Michael Fitzgibbon's office. Yeah, that is so fantastic. Everything is very simple. Yeah, and like that, that just is that just typifies the rally community. People yeah. calling in, you know, helping out, you know, giving you the premises for the weekend. That you know, that just speaks volume for everybody involved in rally. And it's like, what you need, when do you need it? You know, let, let's get it done. Yes, it is. You know, people don't see the likes of that. You know, they don't see what's going on there in the background. The what goes on in the background is absolutely massive, like it is. You know, yeah. and those people do deserve a lot of credit for what they do like. That's for sure. And Jerry, I without suppose, him, like, without him, we wouldn't have a rally like. Yeah. And Jerry, I suppose like you're still looking for volunteers, anybody that wants to marshal or over the weekend, who do they contact? Right. Our chief marshal is Maria O'Donoghue. Um, she's, uh, she lives in Cork. She's a member of Clare Motor Club for a good few years. She would be, she would do a lot of chief marshal work around the country. Around, especially around the Munster area, and she is our chief master for the weekend. Um, she's busily working hard, getting number, getting um, recruiting marshals and timekeepers and radio officers and all the works that goes with it. Um, Maria's number. I can get her. If you want to give out her number or even just drop you know message on the, probably the, the Clare Motor Club Facebook page, um, social media, whatever. We will indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll do that, Joe. We'll show up on the Facebook page. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the best thing. And then, you know, so, as you know, as you say, everyone can find in one area. Once you're you're there, you're there. And the stages are close by as well. So the stages, there's a little bit of a drive out to the first stage. It's about 24 kilometers out to the first stage. But um, when you're out there, it's really worth it. Our three stages are in the bottom. So it's the scenery, the roads, are absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, my first stage is, um, I suppose the first five or six, five kilometers of it will be fairly quick, and then it tightens in, and there's a, a, a large number of hairpins towards the finish, a big climb towards the finish of it, and a large number of hairpins. That stage in the form of the high running in, I would think it is 19, maybe 2003 or 2004 was the last time that that stage was ran in this direction. Mm-hmm. So I know so too many have, that's, uh, um, that's, have uh, prior knowledge of that one. <laughs> no, no. 
So my second stage then is further up in the bottom, um, up near between Ballyvahan and Kilfenora in that direction. And that stage, their motor club have never run it. Um, it's it was always uh, uh, on the bucket list. We have to run this stage, but it was one of those stages. It was very very hard to get it into the loop, but we walked it this year to get into the loop, and it's a it's an absolute cracker of a stage. I mean, now this is probably one of the best stages in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, thirteen and a half kilometers, one chicane. Mm-hmm. Um, really. The last time there is video footage of it, the last time it was ran, um, Saeed Al Hadri did it in the course. <laughs> That's not there yesterday. That's not there yesterday. So the third stage the third stage then is another twelve and a half kilometer, just one chicane in it, real driving stage. Um and that stage would be a mixture of all stages that we would have run before with a new bit inside in the middle. Wow, and that's near Colorfin. Excellent, excellent. So, and into the about a 12 kilometer drive back to service in. Yeah. And, you know, and not in terms of that, that's a, a lovely compact route. And, you know, 24 kilometers, like 12 back in, you know, that's it's all very doable. It is, it is. And look, doesn't it give it, doesn't give guys a chance to settle in in the morning and get, get into the car and see that she's running right and, you yeah. know, it's a lot, of, and listen to competitors talking, they do prefer that than leave service six kilometers out to a stage, you know, and then you're, you know, you're, you haven't had time hardly to settle in the next thing you're at the start of the stage. So, yeah. you know, I just think, nice to I think, settle the nerves and just to make sure everyone's right in the car and everything. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Have, have the chat as well. Yes. <laughs> and the attack. <laughs> so, Jerry, the end is closed this Friday at six o'clock. So, there's still, you know, still a chance to get your name on the interest. Yeah, we are still taking entries. Um, get in, get the entries in. We have, I suppose, the top guys we have in. <laughs> Josh is in, of course. Josh Moffat in the Hyundai. Callum is in. Um, Daisy Henry's in. Just to throw a small bit of interest in between yes. the two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Gareth McHale is in. Declan and Michael Bile is in. Um. Cal McCarthy, um, Keith Lines. There is, I'm trying to think now, I don't want to forget anybody. Obviously, Kevin Gallagher, Gareth McPhillips, there's, there's, a, there's 27 or 28 in class 13. So there's a huge entry there. And there's open 20 in the R2s. Brilliant. We have a very special entry got in. Um, mm-hmm. We got an entry on Thursday last from a guy from South Africa. Um, Max, Max, and I thought it was a bit of a, a joke when I saw the intro coming in. Max Smart. <laughs> so he is, he is um, the FIA African Young Driver candidate. Oh, brilliant, yes. So he has entered in a Fusion 208 R2 and he's used it as a shakedown, I believe, for some rally in Estonia. From the club perspective, Harder Gigan will be, is in. Now, mm-hmm. he usually rallies uh, an Escort, Class 14 Escort, mm-hmm. and he's doing a, he has a super acquired lately. He's done a few faster events, yes. but the car is blank, and there's a bit of a rumor that it might be an R5. <laughs> and it, Eddie Doherty has also entered 
and he has his car blank and there's a believer that could be an R5 as well. We are hearing rumors, but yes, uh-huh. yet to be covered. So there's a bit of a mystery out there since there is. Yes, well, you know, that all adds to the intrigue, so we'll be watching very closely now in the next couple of weeks and see how them blanks all get filled in. So, Jerry, like, you know, rallying, you know, is a very expensive sport, and even for, you know, for a, a, a club, you know, making a rally happen, they need sponsors on board to make it all happen. Yeah, we have an absolutely fantastic fantastic sponsor this year um liam cleary he has the key dealership in Ennis. Liam has come on board he has been a clubman a great supporter of claremore club down through the years didn't do an awful lot of competing in rallying but would have been a big horse rod man many many years ago and um, liam has come on board this year as the main sponsor for the rally he has his key dealership in the queen in the Kilrush road here in Ennis, and we had a fantastic launch of, of the rally yesterday there Oh, yeah, so, and, and I've seen the photos. It looks like a spectacular showroom and all he has down there. Absolutely, a fantastic showroom there. Loads of room, very safe, well off the road. We didn't have to be watching kids or anything. It was a beautiful day for the lunch. Um, the weather was really, really backed up for the for the weekend. And there's this orange lad above the sky there that we're trying to figure out what it is. And we're hoping he'll stay around now for a full month. But that's the sun I'm talking about. And... <laughs> Um, you know, he, the, we had a fantastic day, absolutely fantastic day. And, you know, a, a really big thank you to Liam. Without the sponsor, Liam Cleary, and without our state sponsors, we are, uh, you know, we just physically wouldn't be able to run a rally. Just on behalf of the club there, um, Lucas, and I do want to say a big thank you to the members. Motorsport has had a very tough few years with COVID coming in 2020. and. In fairness to the club, we did work during COVID. We obviously had to keep our social distancing and all that. Um, we did run. We were very, very lucky to keep the club going, ticking over. We, we were able. We had a fantastic venue in Ballycumber in County Offaly, where we used to run loose office autocrosses. And we were able to keep social distancing in order. We were able to do the work, and we did. It, and now it's benefiting the club. Well, that we were able to do these autocrosses, keep the young people in the club, keep them a bit interested. Social distancing wasn't easy. We did do it. We kept the spectators away. It was in an isolated venue. We could block the road a couple of miles away from it, let nobody in. And we did run three or four autocrosses there. And now we have moved away from um, Ballycumber. We have an absolutely fantastic venue, um, Kevin, in Dunbeg. Martin Kelly, a club member, mm-hmm. built the track about 15 or 16 years ago for testing. Yes. Inside Nabog. Right. Um, about 800 meters of a circuit inside Nabog. Um, instead of testing a car outside in the road, and people came there to mm-hmm. do a test. The late, great Greg Breen even came there as a shakedown for our clear stages many, many years yes. ago in a Super 1600 Fiesta came and used the track to set up the car. And we have now, Martin and his son, Eric Honan, have now converted that track to a loose surface, semi-tar, semi-loose, and we use it for three autocrosses a year. And, you know, those events, we mustn't forget those events, mm-hmm. Kevin. They are, this is the, that's the grassroots. Yeah. And we have to keep our young people in the sport and, you know, to do an autocross there, and I would encourage any young people 
starting off 125 euro entry fee, 75 euro for juniors, and you have a great day out for before sure. you hit into the rally. Yeah, because look at young Jack Brennan, like, you know, junior 1000 champion, autocross champion. Yeah. Over to the BRC there at the weekend, had a fantastic result, and he like, he has been getting some great results all year in the national championship as well. That's it, Jack. That's it, Jack. And Jack was a very regular competitor in our autocrosses, you know, and um, and won quite a few of them over, you know. And we we even gave Jack dispensation there during COVID because the rules in motorsport you had to be eighteen years to drive a buggy, and we got Jack dispensation to drive the buggy at seventeen because he was using it for the Euro Cup, the Cross Cup Championship in Europe. And, you know, and that worked for them, like, and I would encourage it. Like, at the moment, you can use, you can compete in an autocross at 13 years of age in a J1000. I mean, it's a great, it's a great um, stepping stone before you go into the loose. Yeah, for sure. And, and as you say, very affordable as well for any young per person starting. And affordable. Yeah. yeah, it is indeed. Yeah. And I would encourage clubs up and down the country, you know, there is venues out there, they should have a look again and see you know, because the age profile is getting older in the sport. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we do need these young people coming on board. And if they come on board, look, at, I have them in our own club. They have come on board and they're not doing rallies and they're acting as stage commanders and marshals and doing this, that and the other for me for the rally, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah, that's for sure. That's great to get the young blood. And as you say, once they're in, they're in. Once they're in, they're hooked. You know, just meant you know, that's and that's good, like you know, yes, for sure. there's a couple of ladies. Um, Sinead Kenny is based in Singapore, she's looking after our Facebook and, and our Instagram sites. Brilliant. And she was on to me Saturday looking for some bit of information. And she was at Singapore airport jumping on the flight to Brisbane. <laughs> and she, she took me when I'm in Brisbane, I'll put it up. <laughs> I was up in a couple of hours, Jeez, brilliant. so and you know, it's just fantastic. Um, Margaret McCluskey is our event secretary. I mean, Margaret is doing Trojan work, and she's with. Uh, she has Lauren O'Keefe as our entry secretary, and they are doing absolutely Trojan work. And there's a team of ladies, um, team of ladies um, for the rally office on the Saturday, and you couldn't get sounder. And the one thing we have in the club, and it's very very important, our competitor is our customer. Yes. That's very, very important. You'll have to treat your competitor as a customer. So best of luck to Jerry and all his team down there in Clare in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, you know, also this weekend we have in Belgium is the Escort Rally Special. A whole oh, raft of Irish crews over there competing Connor. And I, oh, I'm not even going to start naming names because no doubt we'll forget someday and annoy someday. But, you know, a few names there from, from whenever we were younger, you know, Mark Duez and Bruno Theory taking part as well too. So that, that'll be fascinating to see. Like that event has only been going now, you know, only a short number of years, four or five years. And every year it's getting better and better. It looks like a cracking event. It does, like a really strong entry. I, I'm genuinely, I'm looking forward to catching up on social media, any video clips over the weekend, because um, like, you know, hard to beat a Mark II drifting down the road or, you know, getting a bit of, <laughs> getting a bit lively on the on the stages. For sure, for sure. And Frank Kelly, if you're listening, and if they're on that jump again, it's definitely not flat. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, season two, episode 27. Can you please like, share, rate, subscribe, all those things. And if you already haven't watched or listened to the Vincent Bonner show, 
uh, it's on there as well too, you know, well worth a listen, you know, even if we do say, say so ourselves. <laughs> uh, but that is it. So until the next time, take care, speak soon and bye. <laughs>